Hello, you're listening to your favorite podcast, Not Another Sports Podcast. And before we start our episode, we want to say thank you, thank you, thank you to all the fans who've been supporting us to this time. And if you're a new fan or just now listening, uh, make sure you subscribe and follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Not Another Sports Podcast and at Twitter, N underscore A underscore S underscore Podcast. Now enjoy the show. Welcome to another episode of your favorite podcast, not another sports podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Brandon. I'm here with my co-host, Kevin and Jordan. Yo, what's up? This is Kevin. Yeah, and this is Jordan. And we got an action-packed, uh, loaded episode for you this... Ah, try that again. Hello and welcome to another episode of your favorite podcast, not another sports podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Brandon. I'm here with my co-host, Kevin and Jordan. Yo, what's up? This is Kevin. And this is Jordan. And we got a... Action-packed episode for you. We're going to pretty much touch bases on every sport today. But um, we're going to start with basketball. Teams coming off the um, all-star break and uh, getting ready for that second half of the season. So how y'all feel about where team, where the, the, the teams going, are going from here? Um, I mean, it's, it's cool. It's about where I thought it was coming off the break. Um, it'll be interesting what happens with Joel Embiid. And how long he's out? Um, that'll I feel like that'll kind of determine the East a little bit because they kind of had a stranglehold on first place. Um, I feel like now that'll bring them back to the pack. Even though um, Brooklyn was only Brooklyn is only a half a game back, and well now they're a, a full game back because the um, Philadelphia won when Joel and B got hurt. So they're a full game back. I think Milwaukee is two and a half back. So um, <clears throat> even though they're all right there, they kind of had first in command the whole season. Um, but this will kind of bring them with everybody else. Maybe they might fall to as low as three, maybe two, depending on how long he's out. Um, ben Simmons will have to step up in his absence. All the role players will have to play better. Um, Dwight Howard was looking good in stretches. He'll have to be a little bit more consistent now. Um, other than that, I don't really see that being an issue in the East. It might affect his um, his MVP race because they were already talking about how he missed games. Then he missed the one game for contact tracing. He comes back and then gets hurt. So um, I feel like that might be it for him on the MVP Um as far as the West, it's it's going as about how I thought it would go. Even though um, Portland and um, Denver have fallen back to normal, I mean, <clears throat> not fallen back to normal. Portland's fallen back to normal recently. Denver has fallen back to their normal what we thought they would be coming into the season. Um, but they're right around the fifth, sixth seed. I still feel like the Lakers are going to fall. Um, they should have lost to the Pacers, but I still don't know how they ended up winning that game. I was looking at the box score the whole game, and then all of a sudden they came back and won. I don't know how that happened. I, I would have to go back and look at it. Three-point shots. Um, nobody was really shooting well, though. Uh, LeBron was one for five. Um, I would have to go back. I, I don't know. I hadn't looked at it, but, yeah. I still feel like they're going to um, – <clears throat> fall back to five or I don't see six maybe five um, depends on who all is 
there. Um, I still feel like Phoenix is going to be playing for that one to two to three seed. They want to be as high as possible. Um, I feel like Utah is aiming for that top seed, especially after LeBron dissed them in the All-Star roster uh, selection show, whatever you want to call it. Um, it wasn't just LeBron. I mean, everybody just keeps saying. Mm-hmm. I mean, but he literally. I mean, but he literally said nobody picks Utah. That was what I, I was mean, referring to. I know that. I mean, but I, w- I don't care about them picking them last. We've discussed they fell where they were supposed to fall. My response, I mean, me saying he dissed them is because of what he said. Um, and then I feel like, um, what's the there? The Clippers. I don't know. I feel like they could fall lower but they really don't have a tough schedule that's really their only saving grace same with portland they don't they're not playing their best basketball but the schedule is um really favorable for them so i can see those teams finishing ahead of them as of right now it's really just on when ad comes back they say he's supposed to be reevaluated in two weeks i don't i don't i don't see him coming back in two weeks i feel like he'll probably miss Probably another three or four weeks, um, and then him probably be back, which gives me more time for them to be in the fifth seed. Mm. <laughs> They're not gonna be in the fifth seed. All right. And for those of you who don't know, uh, me and Jordan have a um, a bet going on that the Lakers will not finish, or will finish. Um, well, I said that the Lakers would finish. Uh, in the fifth seed or lower by the time Anthony Davis returns from injury. Yeah, nah. he's definitely going to lose that bet. Right. Two cases of soda my way. Okay, um, we'll see. Actually, right now, it's heating up. It's a lot more um, fun watching the NBA right now because there's more to there's more to watch and there's, um, there's a lot to lose for a lot of teams right now. Um, starting in the East, um, Joel Embiid was the front runner as of late as for the MVP, and now he's went down. Um, if he missed more than like two, three weeks, you could probably yeah say that MVP. Um, is, yeah, I don't see him missing less than two weeks. It was a significant bone bruise. Yeah. So yeah, I don't see it being less than two weeks. So that is really LeBron's to lose now if um, he really wanted, but. I don't think the Sixers are going to fall off completely with Joel Embiid being gone. Um, they just got to steer the ship and maintain uh, while he's out because he's not done for the season. So he's going to come back healthy, and all you need him to be is healthy for the playoffs. That's really what they want, him healthy for the playoffs. So they're in the right spot. So they're going to be the top one of the top three seeds in the East anyway, so it doesn't really matter. Um, but... The Milwaukee Bucks are gaining steam. They got um, Drew Holiday back. Uh, so right now, they look pretty good with him. Um, we have to see in the playoffs as well. Giannis got to show up. Um, the Nets really haven't played all together this year. Uh, another team is waiting for the playoffs. And we see if um, their defense is going to come together. They have the best offense of all time and probably the worst defense all time. And that just mm, doesn't add up. Nah, you can say that. Job, you can say that at the beginning of the season. Their defense I mean, yeah, is definitely they, getting they better. They playing better now, but I'm just saying, like, is it still enough? You know what I'm saying? Like, is it still enough? They have played significantly better. 
Um, James Harden has been playing like an MVP type player. Kyrie has not been in his feelings and causing any distractions. Uh, so it's it's good to see where they at right now. So and also watch out for the Miami Heat. The Miami Heat is heating up at the right time. We're currently sitting as the number four seed. Fifth. Uh, fourth for now. No, it's fifth. We're four. Brooklyn. We're four. I promise you. I promise we're, you before. We're, Philadelphia is one. Miami, I mean, Philadelphia is one. Brooklyn is two. Um, Milwaukee is three. Boston is four. We're five. We're going to do after the, um, when we go on break. We're going to look it up. We're going to come back. And I'm going to be right that the Heat currently is a four seed. Um, but we're gearing up. Jimmy Butler is finally in the rotation, whether it's due to injury or COVID. He's finally there. And he's playing like Jimmy Butler. And that's what we needed. Um, but watch out for the Heat. And in the West, the Jazz is gonna. The Jazz reminds me of that um, Atlanta Hawks team that won sixty games a few years back and got mm. swept in the um, Eastern Conference Finals by LeBron. See, I don't know. Paul Millsap was their highest leading scorer, and he he averaged fifteen points. That's the only reason why I can't say they're the same. They didn't have that go-to scorer in the play. Like we all knew they weren't gonna do anything because you know in the playoffs. You need that go-to scorer. Donovan Mitchell is a go-to scorer. You, he can get buckets. So, I just, nah, I wouldn't. I wouldn't compare them to them. I won't say that they'll win. I won't say that they'll win the championship. I'm not even saying they'll get to the Western Conference Finals. Like but I'm not saying out. that they're the Hawks. They're going to go out the same way. I mean, just because they lose, not making it to the finals, doesn't mean they went out the they same way. The, same the way. Hawks the got Hawks, sweat. The, I don't see them getting sweat. I'm saying. I feel that it's very possible. Mm-hmm. No, nah, I don't know. Very, it's very possible. I don't know. And um, okay, you want to put a bet Hawks on? Also had, so you want to put a bet also, on? Do you want to put a bet on? Listen, the Hawks also had do four All Stars compared put a bet on? to two. Mike Conley got in after Kyle Corver was All Star that year. They all let's had, be real. Had we had this conversation earlier. Was Kyle Corver really an All Star? Yes or no? He was was he a star? He made it. Do team. you want to put a bet on it? Yes or no? Do you want to? You really think they're gonna get swept in the playoffs? I said it's a possibility. I didn't say so. No, were. you don't want to put a bet on. Obviously, I don't. Because okay, because you know that I they're said. not going to get swept. No, that's just. I just. I mean, if I was confident, because that if, the if team I say was if get I say swept, it's I a possibility put... of something, it's just a possibility. I did not go out here and say, "Oh yeah, the Jazz is going to get swept." I didn't say that. They said it's a it's a possibility because the Jazz haven't shown me that they're capable of really sounds like dominating the playoffs. Sounds like riding the fence to me. This is not. Nah. If they don't get swept. Well, I didn't say they were going to get swept. I said they could get swept. No, But then if they get swept. Well, I said they could get swept. And that's actually what you do. That's you. You're talking about a team that's you currently right now. That's that's literally what you're doing. I was also big on last year. And how did they do? They got got, uh, 3-1. They let the uh, team come back 3-1 on them. Okay, so what is you talking about? So if I say it's a possibility they can get swept, it shouldn't have to be. I got to... Automatically, so, I believe they're getting swept. No, I just said it's a possibility. I don't. I don't feel shown. like it's a possibility. I have that faith in this swept. team, and that's, they show. I feel me like it's a zero percent so, chance that they get swept. Okay, you think that, and then they get swept. <laughs> I mean, things, so so if you have that, that same confidence, then put some do on. I feel like um, a lot of people, like analysts and whatnot, are overhyping this um, Blake Griffin signing. Yes, he's um, going to be another body to throw at, like, Joel Embiid or um, somebody like that. But, I mean, it's him and DeAndre Jordan are going to basically be the same person. 
gonna be a lot of decisions. Go to the rim and get rebounds. So, um, yeah, I feel like it was a. We don't want the Lakers to have them, so we're gonna sign them. So, whatever. Uh, how y'all feel about um, Blake Griffin setting going to Brooklyn? Yeah, I feel the same way. I, I'm not saying he's washed up. I just don't feel like he's Live City Blake. Mm. Um, but you don't really need him to be. He's like the fourth, fifth best player. If we, I don't know if he's better than Joe Harris, if we're being honest. So, um, so he's not the fourth best player. Um, maybe he might be better than Claxton at this point, but I feel like Claxton has a higher ceiling. Um, so, I don't know. I feel like you don't really need him to do much. I feel like if he can give you seven, eight points off the bench, give you quality minutes, give guys rest, come playoff time where you don't want KD playing 30, 35 minutes a night, um, coming off an Achilles and um, what I would consider low management, I don't really, I'm not saying his hamstring is 100% healthy, but I don't feel like it's missed 10 games healthy. So, I mean, um, I feel like they'll be fine come playoff time. Um, so, yeah, I feel like this is an extra body come. It's more so, like Brendan said, keeping him away from the Lakers or um, maybe a Milwaukee who could use a spacer on the floor. Seems like that. Um, I don't really see it as the game-changing move. It would have been maybe three, four years ago. But, like I said, it doesn't need to be. Um, I think he he can add a couple of games, a couple of wins in the playoffs. And I guess that's good enough for them. Um, Blake Griffin still can average 18 and 8 in the league. He's not Blake Griffin of old. It's been two years since he dunked. Um, injuries set him back. He's not who he once was, and that was his game. But granted, he has made himself a valuable asset by expanding his game from just dunking to now shooting threes and being in the post. Um, he doesn't play defense, though, so I don't know what he's going to add defensively to the Nets, which is what they really need. Um, but I think he can account for a game or two in the playoffs and stuff like that. When it comes to the Lakers and stuff, I don't know how, how much of a big of an impact he's going to make. Um, but... It's a good pickup by the Nets. I just don't see him really being a key piece to their success. Yeah. Um, at this point, well, I mean, not at this point, because I said it at the beginning of the season when the um, Rockets made the trade and sent James Harden to Brooklyn. I still feel like um, DeAndre Jordan would be more of a a key piece he would play a bigger role in changing how they play um especially because he's he has more size um <clears throat> i feel like at this not necessarily at this point because i feel like they would their their team has morphed into a play small i think they're okay and they're fine with that so i feel like he would more so be kind of like how Blake Griffin is. He would keep him away from the Lakers who would actually make a bigger difference who actually could use another big, <coughs> especially if Anthony Davis doesn't come back like I feel like he won't. Um, 
So yeah, I feel like that would make the difference more for them, but it would be better for the Nets for them to get him. That way, they don't have to see him. Um, but I do feel like he could contribute. I don't feel like it would be like just somebody being terrible added to the team, bringing them down. It's just necessarily they don't really need him as much as I felt like they needed him at the beginning of the season. What do y'all think? Man, I think we basically just said it. Blake Griffin is... Um, no, I'm he, saying about uh, DeAndre Jordan. I mean... He he's really there for like rebounds. Like he not the offense not running through him. That that's not even how the league is, is anymore. He's really just there for to be a body, get rebounds, and um, clean up all the trash that come through the paint. Somebody get beat on the first step, you um, rotate. So I mean, as long as he do that throughout the playoffs, they should be fine. Because that's really he's really there for a to be a defensive stopper. Let's put it like that. And that's not what he is anymore. Exactly. Right. But bringing in Blake Griffin is just the same thing. He's exactly. not who he was before, so. I mean, like Jordan said, it's not going to move the needle, but not necessarily what they needed to move the needle anyway. In order for them to win the championship, KD, Kyrie, and James Harden have to be clicking every single night in the playoffs. They have uh, to. They have I won't to say every, every single time. night. I feel like... I feel like if at least two of them are on, they can outscore whoever they need to. Like, say if James Harden, because we've seen it, James Harden wasn't playing well against the Celtics, and they blew them out. Um, so imagine if KD was there. He doesn't even have to necessarily be great. He just has to be decent. Um, I don't know. I I feel like their defense is better than people are willing to give them credit for. Um, I feel like they can get quality stops when they need to, so I don't I don't necessarily feel like they're at the outscore people place that they were at the beginning of the season. Um, time will tell. We'll, we'll have to see it what they look like in the actual playoffs. But I feel like they're a better defensive team. Um, I feel like a lot of people are just going off of names. Like James Harden historically hasn't been a good. Defenders, so let's just say that they're gonna be bad on defense. I feel like that's where people are. But um, they actually were bad on defense, and they playing slightly better now. I mean, but they're. Like they're I mean, great defense. I mean, they are playing. They're playing they're better, but they're not like defense. world just beaters. Just because you're playing I mean, better defense, but who is world beaters on defense? I agree, but they're bottom of that. I mean, but they're not. They're definitely the top half of the NBA. They're like the last time I checked, they were. 13 in um, wins, win efficient, win, win, yeah, win shares. So, yes, they are definitely improving on defense. It's not like, oh, we just have to hope that everybody goes out there and scores 30 tonight. It's, that's not the point that they're at anymore. You they can they, lock down and stop somebody. You believe that. I, I mean, believe they're going to keep that up. I mean, you believe that Ben Simmons is going to finally get a jump shot so which one do you think is more believable that one will actually stop somebody or that somebody who's shown in three four years that they will never shoot is going to finally shoot i feel like one is a little bit more believable that um brooklyn will play defense hey what's going on can't get enough of not another sports podcast where you can follow us on social media 
at Not Another Sports Podcast on Instagram and Facebook and N underscore A underscore S underscore podcast on Twitter. And keep up with everything Not Another Sports Podcast. We appreciate y'all support and y'all make sure y'all subscribe. And back to the show. Welcome back. I told you we had a lot to cover this episode. And next up, we got NFL football. Um, we had some key signings recently. Um, Dak Prescott signed his four-year deal for the hundred sixty million. I think that's what it was. Four mm-hmm. years, one sixty. Um, yes, indeed. Sixty-six mil guaranteed. Hundred and twenty. Hundred. How? Hundred twenty-one. Hundred twenty-one guaranteed. I think he gets sixty million up front. Yeah. Uh, and, it, bonus. and it's worth uh, it, it averages out about 42 42 mil a year And we had Cam Resign with the Patriots for another year But um, I'm not really sure what their plan is going forward I guess Cam is an intermediate is an Intermediary So mm-hmm. But how y'all feel about what's going on in the NFL so far In free agency Um There hasn't really been any surprises we kind of all, I mean, we didn't know for sure, but we kind of all expected Cam to go back to the, um, <clears throat> back to the Patriots. I don't really see that as a, a bad move for them, especially since it wasn't a lot of money. Um, I feel like them, I feel like what's rumored to happen with Russell Wilson would be more of a shift, but for Dak, like for the things we know, I feel like um, <clears throat> Dak was interesting. It was a good signing, especially since it's going to free up more cap space for them this year. They don't have to worry about it being thirty-seven million of sh- straight money on the cap. It's they got it down to twenty-two million, so they were able to save fifteen million. Then they restructured again. Yes, uh, I believe it was Saturday or Friday. Um, so they got down to about so they're up to now 32 million so that would be interesting what they could do with that Um, what type of defensive pieces they could bring in but last year we saw they brought in a lot of defensive pieces and that wasn't really the answer I don't really know I'm still not sold on Dan Quinn I would like to see what they bring in and how they look before I make my assessment on that but I do feel like this, that was a good signing, all things considered. I don't feel like going forward it what it might necessarily be the best signing because it does eventually get up into the forty-four million dollar range cap hit. So that might be a problem once they get to that point. But that's a problem we worry about when you get there. Um, I feel like as of right now they did everything right, other than. I mean, at at this point, they've done everything. Um, they sh- obviously we all know they should have signed him two years ago, and they could have got him for about thirty, thirty-one million dollars. Back then, it looked like a lot of money, but obviously, we say this every year: you sign them early, so you don't have to worry about it being a lot of money in the long run, because thirty-one million dollars then and thirty-one million dollars now is completely different. So, I mean, I feel like. <clears throat> Had they done that, then got him for that amount of money, they would have been able to make a few more pieces, of, um, make a few more changes. Especially last year, that wouldn't have been thirty. That wouldn't have been the same cap hit on the books, straight money. So, 
Um, yeah, I feel like that was good. I also feel like the Tom Brady restructuring of his deal was a good move. Um, we all saw it coming. He's done it for 20 years now. It's no surprise they needed money to get um, Shaq Barrett back. And we still haven't even seen Mike Evans restructure. So I feel like they're going to be in good peace to get uh, Shaq Barrett and Levante Davis back. Um, no problems. I don't feel like Indominus Sue will come back. <laughs> and I don't. But I don't really feel like that's necessarily an issue. Like, I feel like they can recover from missing them. <laughs> I don't feel like um, Indominus Sue at this point in his career is replaceable. I feel like they're going to get back Antonio Brown, so that's fine. I feel like at this point, if they could. Try to get um, Chris Godwin off of the um, franchise tag. Get him to a long-term deal. That way he's not against the cap. And um, <coughs> that would also help. So that's also another thing that him restructuring could tie up. So don't, even, don't be surprised if he does end up getting a long-term deal. Um, that would definitely help them. Uh, um, I feel like those were the best signings. I didn't cover Cam. I wait. I go let Kevin go, and then I talk about Cam. Um, I'm waiting to see this QB carousel everybody was talking about because um, so far it haven't been much movement going on. Uh, we got it's a lot. What do you mean? <laughs> we got more. We've got more movement already than we've had in the past two years. In quarterback? Yeah, we've got um. Matt, Matt Stafford and Jared Goff counts as two quarterbacks moving. Um, we got <clears throat> who else moved? Uh, da, 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 da. Carson Wentz moved. Yeah. That's three. Um, we're pretty sure Deshaun Watson is gonna move if he doesn't. <coughs> if yeah, if he doesn't, he's gonna sit out. So that's gonna be a quarterback that moves to Houston. Um, we have Russell Wilson. Maybe he'll move. Maybe he won't. So I mean, to your point, at this just, point, we've, got, we've only be, had three. I thought it would be more by this point. That's what I should say. We should have had more, but um, Houston is stubborn. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm gonna start with Tom Brady. Tom Brady is smart. Um, he's been doing this his whole career about breaking down his contracts, uh, making sure that the team has enough to. Um, Secured the team around him that just won a Super Bowl. It's smart of him as he approaches 43 years old, 44 years old, whatever it may be. He's still continuing to put together a team around him that's competent enough to reach the Super Bowl and win. So that's smart for him. I don't know if he's going to play to 45, um, but he has that option now. And he's getting paid a good amount of money for it while still making it easier for the team to have cat space to sign Shaq Barrett and Antonio Brown and Rob Gronkowski among others and stuff like that. Um, the Steelers re- reconstructed Ben Roethlisberger contract and um Ooh, I forgot about that. Fresh. See, Max Kellerman I'll, has said it. I'll let you go before I talk about that. Max <laughs> Kellerman said that now Big Big is now the worst quarterback in that division the AFC North. And I'm going to have to agree with him, even That's though Big yeah, Ben is a two-time Super Bowl champion. It's hard champion. to disagree with that statement. Yeah, <laughs> um, 
I mean, I don't even. I'm not even the biggest Baker Mayfield fan, and I'm not even thinking that he's gonna replicate replicate last year. But at this point, how could you even say Big Ben is better? Like you would have to be going off of name recognition and uh, accomplishments. I mean, with Baker though, I feel like if he um, with that system, he'll be fine. Yeah, I mean, I I know. I I feel like. No, you he's he, not a number one pick, right. but he's a serviceable starting quarterback. That's like how I feel about him. He's going he gonna to flourish now because he, he's in a system that fits him. He needs a good running game. He needs a um, he needs a good running game to be able to open up the pass, and that's really what um, a lot of what makes a lot of quarterbacks successful. If you have a great running game, you can um, always be successful because if they put in eight nine people in the box, that opens up the field to throw it to anybody. Yeah, I mean. Again, I've it goes back to my um, conversation about game managers. I feel like he's a great game manager, but as a number one pick, do you want him to be a game manager? I, I don't know if I would take somebody that's a game manager as a number one. But, again, that's what you want your quarterback to be. I would, just If you're the number one pick, you have to be a little bit more than that, and I don't think he's a little bit more than that. So, um, yeah, so... I mean, I I think he's he's definitely the third best quarterback in that division, though. So yeah, I I feel like um, it goes Lamar, um, Burrow at this point, and then um, what's it called Baker 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 Mayfield, <coughs> and then Ben. But what were you saying? Um, but yes, and then speaking of Cam and going to Cam, um, I'm glad Cam bounced back. Um, it got a contract. Fourteen million dollars is not over the top money, but it is a good amount of money coming from what the veteran minimum he signed last year. Um, I do want to see Cam Newton win, and I do think Cam Newton has a lot of football left in him. He rushed for over five hundred and forty-four yards, had 24, 24 touchdowns on the ground rushing. He's obviously capable of still running the ball, and I think before his before his injury, before COVID. And the last time he had solid weapons at receiver, he was having the best year of his um, NFL career throwing the ball, passing-wise. Although it was with North North Turner as the offensive coordinator. But nonetheless, I think Cam still has it in him. I think Cam just needs the weapons. I just think Cam needed time to settle and adjust in that offense and get right. And I guarantee we see a better Cam this year than we did last year. Because he did account for, like I said, for over 500 yards on the ground rushing. And he did rush for 24 touchdowns. Granted, he only threw for 10 touchdowns. That that's I don't put that just on him at all. So, I'm proud of him. Now, the Patriots got to understand if they're going to sign him and he's going to be the next quarterback for them for the next three, four years and commit to him. Or mm-hmm. they need to find a quarterback in this draft. Maybe draft Mac Jones. That's probably that's the word around the, around the world. Um, Word around town. Word yeah. around town. Yeah. Yeah. I I feel like for me the um I I like what they did for Cam, especially at this amount of money. It's not like Kevin said, it's not a lot of money. I think I don't know. It's it's early in the contract, so they're still trying to figure out all the details. But it was somewhere in between five. I mean, four and uh, seven million dollars base salary and the rest was incentives so for seven million dollars at the most 
you're paying I me mean, at the um, least. You would be paying for Cam Cam Newton, so that's not that's not too much. Um, I feel like they're gonna have the most cap space of everybody. Right. I feel like this was more so of a, a attraction trying to get um, free agents and showing that we actually have a plan. We're not just in the wilderness hoping for something to happen. I feel like that's what they they were going for um, by signing Cam. I don't. I'm not necessarily. I don't feel like he's the fit for the next three to four years. I feel like he's probably the next, the fit for the next one, maybe two years. Um, I feel like, like Kevin said, drafting Mac Jones or shoot, depending on. I don't know though. I feel like the buzz on Trey Lance is gonna get him in the top ten. I don't see him falling that far. I don't see. I don't think they should trade up. I feel like they should take the best offensive player available, um, whether it be Mac Jones. Uh, if Devontae falls, if he does, I highly doubt that. If a Jalen Waddle <coughs> falls, I highly doubt that a Jamar Chase um, or whatever the other receiver's name from LSU. I can't remember his name. If That's him. Huh? Jimmy no, Jimmy. it was another receiver they had that um, opted out this year. No, he played and then he lost to Alabama and then opted out. I can't remember his name, but um, yeah, if one of them, if one of them falls or like a cow Pitts falls, I would take the best offensive player available. I think they're decent enough on defense. Where um, I can't remember who was saying this. I think it was Colin was saying it. It's a very offensive. Heavy draft, so you can find defensive players later in the draft. They're still so, good on defense. They, right, they had a and lot they're of getting outs. they're getting um, eight players back, and I what is it? Dante Hightower? And they it, might trade. led by Dante Hightower. He just turned thirty-one yes yesterday. Roll Happy Tide. birthday, Rotate. And they might trade. Uh, Stephon Gilmore. Gilmore, so they might get some pieces back for that. So mm-hmm. I feel like they're in a good position. I'm not gonna go. Last year I had Cam winning the MVP and Comeback Player of the Year. I'm not going that far. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> excuse me. I also had them winning the division. I'm not going that far. Um, I I can see them going. Excuse me. I was thinking about this earlier. I can see them going about um, seven. And nine, maybe eight and eight, maybe nine and ten. I mean, nine, uh, nine and t- nine, nine and ten, uh, nine and seven. Um, they have, they do have a difficult schedule. It's not the easiest in the world. It's it's about to sound easy when I break it down, but it's not really the easiest. They do play the AFC uh, South and the NFC South. Um, they play, so I think they can beat the Panthers in the. Maybe the Saints, depending on who their quarterback is. Um, I think they also can beat the Jags and the Titans. I mean, not the Titans, the um, Texans. I don't know about the Titans and the Colts. I don't know about... Maybe they could beat the Colts, depending on which Carson Wentz you get. Um, Maybe they could beat the Falcons. I mean, uh, the Falcons. Oh, they'll beat the Falcons. Yeah, they'll beat the Falcons. (laughs) So, yeah, that's those are some wins in there. Um... You got it, you got it. So, yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't see them beating the Bucks. I don't see them beating... They might beat the Bills once. I don't see them beating them twice. I don't see them beating the, the offense twice. They'll beat the Jets twice, though. 
So, I, yeah, 9 and 7, 8 and 8. That's around my expectations. I'm not, I'm not going any higher than that. Yo, if you liking what you're hearing on Not Another Sports Podcast, make sure you follow us on all social media. Not Another Sports Podcast on Facebook and Instagram. And on Twitter is N underscore A underscore S underscore podcast. Thank you for listening and thank you for your support. Make sure you continue to stay up tuned and update with everything Not Another Sports Podcast. Now back to our show. Next up, we're gonna talk about something a little different. We know, we normally talk about um, Division One football, but in this segment, we're gonna start off with um, HBCU. They're having their spring season this year. Um, Jackson State jumped out to a two and zero lead. They beat Grambling last weekend. Um, I think they don't even have all their transfers in, and um, Deion Sanders got them down there playing, looking good. And they, I mean, they're gonna have to t- cut down on the turnovers, but I mean. They've only played in two games, and in, in college you don't have scrimmages, so you don't have a preseason. But um, I think I love the fact that HBCUs are getting all this exposure. I feel like it's good for um, the community as a whole. I feel like, especially once this COVID is over with and everything, and the stadiums can actually be full. It's just I went to an HBCU, so I know the the atmosphere that swells during football season. It don't matter. Who's playing? How good your team is? Saturdays on a uh, HBCU campus, everybody gonna be at the game. That's just how it goes. But um, yeah, I just wanted to get my spiel. So how y'all feel about college football? Any any thoughts? Um, I'm I'm glad that Deion Sanders went there. I feel like he was the perfect person to bring this type of exposure to HBCUs. It's much needed. Um, I'm not gonna lie. I've said this multiple times. I don't. I don't even watch D1 teams if it's not Alabama play. It's not necessarily a knock on Jackson State and um, their teams. I feel like they have a good team. I feel like his um, he puts the the program where they need to be to be successful. It's just that I don't really follow college football like that. I don't really call it follow football like that for real for real. I do. I'm um okay. I'm attached to um Alabama. Teams. Yeah. I mean to stories. Um my team I I focus on my team and that my team only really. That's how I I really am. <laughs> I focus on my favorite team, my favorite players. I don't really look outside that bubble. That's really the only reason why I watch the NFL for real. I watch for my fantasy football players. Um it's not that I find it interesting. I find a favorite. I don't have a favorite team. I follow the Alabama players. Other than that, I don't really care. I, I watch it to talk about it. I find it interesting enough to talk about. I find the storylines interesting. But other than that, I don't really... It's not a, a knock on them. It's just, like I said, I feel like this is necessary for HBCUs. I'm, I feel like Without this, I don't feel like they would be getting ESPN two games for their spring football games. Right. I feel like they would be playing in the spring. Nobody would be talking about it, and 
um, they would come back in the summer. They would talk about it a little bit on ESPN, and that'd be it. I don't. I wouldn't feel like they would be talking about it all through the summer. Who's gonna be going where? What um, what their summer programs are? What their workout programs are looking like? Nobody would would care. Um, and I do thank Dion for that. I don't. I hope that it's not just a one or two, uh, maybe a three-year thing until his son graduates and then he leaves. Um, I hope he does stay, stick around. I hope he doesn't try to use it as a springboard to go to another um, PWI. Um, I hope that he um, makes a connection and um, builds a home in Jackson. I don't have much to say about the HBCUs, um, college football, as of now. Um, it's been a minute since I checked in on that, but um, it is nice to see Deion Sanders take that role and that responsibility and um, try to pioneer something different and bring light back to the HBCUs. So shout out to all the HBCUs in general. I myself went to HBCU at Tennessee State. so. Um, we need to have that recognition. We need to have that shine just like every other PWIs. It's school, it's college, it's football. So why not? Um, but that's really what I have to say on the college football for HBCUs. Overall, in college, um, should have one of the same ordinary years where it's Alabama, Oklahoma, LSU should be better. Um, Florida, I mean, Florida. Uh, Clemson, of course we're going to be in there, Clemson, Georgia, and then uh, sorry Big 12 or sorry Big 10 team that's having an okay season that they overrank and they end up losing two or three games in a row at the end of the season. Um, That's what I expect this college football season, the same exact things that we've been getting the past two, three, four years. it's fun to watch because Florida's somewhat good enough to be in conversation to keep you entertained for most of the season. Um, but other than that, I don't expect anything different in college football. Um, I'm not going to lie. I feel like it's kind of been a little bit boring to watch. Um, I watch to see what... Like, I'm watching to see what... For storylines, I can't watch to see for talent gap because I know we're gonna go out there and beat the mess out of whoever we're playing. I know we're gonna go out there and beat South Carolina by fifty. I know we're gonna go out there and beat um, Tennessee by forty. Isn't there's no point in watching for that? I'm watching to see um, if Devontae is gonna go for five hundred yards. If uh, Najee is gonna have three touchdowns in the first half, those type of things. I, I make personal prop bets. When I watch Alabama games at this point, it's it's no fun just watching to see if we're gonna win because I know we're gonna win. Um, but yes, I've this year I'm interested in seeing um, what we'll do at quarterback. I feel like going into the spring is gonna be Bryce, uh, Paul Tyson, then Jalen Milrow. <clears throat> but I feel like by the time <clears throat> we kick off the first game against Miami, it will be. Um, Bryce, Jalen, and Paul Tyson, if he's still there. I don't see him leaving. I, like, I feel like he's going to be an Alabama for life player. I feel like 
he went there knowing he probably was never going to play and he knew that odds were that um, he was never going to beat out whoever was there or whoever they recruited after him so yeah I feel like he'll be there he'll get some reps but I don't think he'll ever play in a game he might get one sympathy game but um other than that I don't I don't really see it I don't see him factoring into the depth chart it'll be interesting what our receivers look like um, we have to replace all of our guys we still have um Mechie coming back. We do have Jaleel Billingsley. He's a tight end, but he's more of a flex. Um, he's not big body Rob Gronkowski, uh, Jimmy Graham, but he's a, t a tight end with receiver skill set like them, like a Shannon Sharp. Hey, you. Yeah, you. Are you enjoying the conversation so far? Well, you can join the conversation on social media by following us at Not Another Sports Podcast on Facebook and Instagram and at N underscore A underscore S underscore podcast on Twitter. Thanks for listening and make sure you subscribe on whatever device you're listening to. And now back to your show. Before we get out of here, we got to talk about um, March Madness, of course. Great month of March. Um, I'm personally going with Alabama. They're going to be my team. For the first time since 2002, we're in the SEC uh, tournament championship. Ch yeah, championship. Hopefully, we can take it home. Probably going to need to play LSU or Arkansas. But, um, yeah. I still think we got an outside shot to be a number one seed, but we're probably definitely going to be a two seed. Um, we just got to make threes. That's it. That's really it. If uh, if Alabama makes there, they take a lot of threes. If they um, shoot and make, it'll be fine. They get up and down the court. Um, I think Arkansas is gonna be a hard out too. They're gonna be. It's gonna, they um, they play pretty good defense. They um, they make it hard for you to score and they crash the boards. Uh, and they can run the score up too. Don't don't be fooled. Um, I think coming out the ACC, depending on if. Virginia can uh, stay healthy as far as because they, they didn't even get to play in the championship game because of COVID. And shout out to Georgia Tech. They're probably going to make the tournament this year and the ACC championship game tonight in Florida State. But, um, yeah, I still I think um, I wouldn't be surprised if an ACC or ACC team wins the championship. But, you know, basketball is um, Big 12 and uh, Big 10. Michigan did end up losing to Ohio State in the conference championship game. They'll probably still end up being on one seed, two at the lowest. But I think Ohio State gonna be a scary out too. But how y'all feel about college basketball and March Madness this year? Um, I've, it's cool. I, um, I don't know. I've never really been the biggest college basketball fan. I don't really care about basketball like that. You know, I I've really started watching in 2006 when the Wade. Um, led the Heat back to the f championship. So, I don't really... Um, I don't think it's been disrupted that much by coronavirus. But again, I don't know. I haven't really watched. The last time I actually watched the season from beginning to end was when Kentucky went undefeated. And then they lost in the Final Four to Wisconsin. Who lost to Duke, I believe. I'm not sure. 
But um, I know they didn't win the championship. So, um, yeah, I feel like it's been cool. It's I feel like a lot of the, the one and done has caught up with the teams. Kentucky is was terrible. I think they won like six games. Um, Duke. Nine. Nine? Mm-hmm. Uh, Nine and 15. Yeah. Uh, Kentucky, I mean, not Kentucky. Uh Duke was terrible. They they um they basically had to jump through. They were doing all these jumping through hoops trying to figure out how they can make it through the, to the tournament and then they got bounced out of the ACC tournament. Now granted they probably will still get put into the actual tournament just because somebody is going to probably fall out with um, their own issues with coronavirus so I feel like they'll put them in as a replacement but that shouldn't really count and they should also um, and they'll probably also lose in the first round so I mean I feel like other than that that's really the only reason I really watch um, the, the tournament I watch for my bracket also shout out we'll give you some information on how you can join our bracket after this um also, I I watch for the teams that I like, like the Alabamas, the um, the Wichita States of the world, um, the Kentuckys. But I don't I don't even know if Wichita State is gonna be in it. I don't know if um I know Kentucky isn't gonna be in it. So it's probably just gonna be um, Kentucky. I'll probably watch for a mid major to see if they can win, see if Gonzaga can actually be the first team. Since I believe they said 1975 or something like that, the last team to go undefeated, um, it would have been Kentucky, but they lost. Um, but I feel like that'll be something to watch for. I don't know how well they'll do. I don't know. I haven't really been watching, but they did go undefeated, so they can't be too bad. Um, but yeah, I feel like those are really the storylines I watch for. How far can. Uh, Gonzaga can go how far um, Alabama can go I would like to see them I would like to see Alabama win even though I'm not necessarily an Alabama basketball fan I would I still like Alabama so I'm, I'm gonna I would hope they go uh, far I, I don't know if they have enough to win the national championship but um, they were as high as uh, seven six this season so um, they have what it takes it would be interesting to see if they could actually win the championship. It would be the first time since 2006 that a team won the national championship in basketball and football um, with Florida. Um, Tim Tebow and Joakim Noah were the bigger, biggest contributors to both teams. So um, that'll be interesting to see what happens. Um, but other than that, um, I, like I said, I don't really watch college basketball. I really watch for the big name players but other than that there aren't really any there aren't really any big name players this year other than like Kay Cunningham I've heard of him but I haven't really watched him play I think he plays for Oklahoma State um yes. yeah and Luca Garza I, I don't I don't know who he is don't know who he plays for Iowa, Iowa. but um yeah I've those are the two names I've really heard of other than that I really haven't I haven't really heard anything 
Um, I don't have anything to say about college basketball because I don't watch it when Florida's not good. Um, when Florida's not good, I do not watch college basketball. Only thing I keep up with is the NBA draft picks and who could be the possible number one in top ten. So I do not about I know about Cunningham from Oklahoma State. Yeah, Dude's a baller. He's a hooper for real. Um, and I want to see him on the next level. And um, the guy from Iowa is also. Um, yeah, I don't know if he's gonna pan out in the NBA, but yeah, he's man. definitely a college player. He's definitely a college hooper. Yeah, that's what I was told. I he's probably. A, a better college player, kind of like the and the Harrison brothers. They were, well, shoot, they were really even good college players coming the second year. <laughs> but yeah, the, um, they were better college players than they were NBA players. Yeah, that's pretty much how I see it. Um, not quite sure who could possibly win the championship this year besides Baylor and Michigan. Those are the only teams I've seen consistently be go out there and be dominant, although they lost in their respective um, conference playoff tournament. Uh, I still think the tournament, when it gets to it, they have a high seed, number one seeds, both teams. That's um, who I see. I don't really know much else about it right now. Yeah. Um, the last time, like I said, the last time um, a team went undefeated and won the national championship was 1975 when Indiana did it. So... Um, it's possible. I, I think they can do it, but I, I'm not necessarily sure they will do it. Um, but yeah. Hmm. Well, that concludes another episode of your favorite podcast, not another sports podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Brandon, and make sure you follow me on those so- on all those social media sites. At Rob was there, and this is Kevin. Make sure you follow me on Instagram at Vice City Kevo. Yeah, and this is Jordan. You can follow me on Twitter at this underscore guy eleven on Instagram at underscore this guy eleven. You can follow the sports pages on Facebook and Instagram at Not Another Sports Podcast, and on Twitter at n underscore a underscore s underscore podcast. Once this episode is out, we will also post the official rules to our um, tournament bracket challenge, and we will. Um, post reminders every day up until the time when the actual um, tournament starts. March 18th. March 18th. Um, Yes. So we will have all those rules on social media. Make sure you follow us. Um, Also, I did, we talked about this earlier, I did check. um, We are 4C. We are half a game on Boston. Mm. I checked last night, obviously. But, um, yeah, that's good news. Good news. As the professor would say, I like being in the top four. I, I like, I like where we're at as a team. Um, but other than that, I would shout out to them gold jerseys we wore the other night. Them things too hard. Yeah, I definitely need need to up my gear. I definitely just got a, I just got ordered a Kevin Durant jersey. It should be coming soon in the mail. I got a, um, I even got a John Morant jersey. Shout out to him. If you've been listening, you know I said he's definitely gonna be one of those guys. When he reti- when he retires, he's gonna be one of those guys. So I definitely had to get one of those jerseys. Um, is that it? I feel like that's it. Um, Florida sucks. That's always good news. Florida's the best team in the world. Go Gators. Wash your hands. Wear a mask. Be safe. Black Lives Matter. No cap. Get tell, that stimmy. 
tell a woman that you love that you love them. Happy Women's um, History Month. Yeah. Roll Tide.